0: Welcome to the official Red Card Podcast. Hey, welcome to the first episode of the official Red Card Podcast. Today we have Ziad, bhai, Merab bhai, Irtafa and Navid bhai. So let's straight cut to the chase and go to the very exciting results of this week. So first matchup is Tottenham versus Chelsea at White Hart Lane. As you all know, the score is 1-1, Gilfi Sigurdsson goal in the 19th minute hai, and then second half a John Terry equalized score on the 65th minute from a free kick. So Ziad what are your thoughts Well it was kind of an expected
1: result because although Matt ho or age a well, lot, lot of mind games going on a lot of hype sorcerer versus the apprentice sorcerer being morino right. and the apprentice being Andre Vieira's boss I'll just call him AVP for easy uh, understanding and onika um, AVP was uh, the assistant to Jose Mourinho when he was the coach for uh, Porto uh, Chelsea and Inter Milan right uh, so obviously there was a lot of hype um 1-1 i don't know if 1-1 i would uh, i don't think 1-1 is a fair result uh, in my opinion i would think maybe hotspur should have won they they were playing some really good football opinion mm-hmm. <laughs> Ah, uh, Fernando Torres' game. Obviously, Torres did start. It a Neonic uh, debate hotsilu whether he should be starting or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did start, and then Orecta, oh, right, uh, unfortunate red card, Jetarki resulted from two yellow cards. The second yellow card, which I thought was a bit harsh, uh, I felt uh, it 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 uh, it was an honest mistake a uh, yellow on Adilipata. especially since he was already on a yellow, I think he could have been uh, given a warning. I ekta kotha bolte
2: Bhai, Mata Mourinho I think he was the best player of last season for Chelsea and arguably one of the best passers in the Premier League. I Mane he is the guy who creates differences.
1: I'm okay I mean, okay constantly. In Amar uh, personal opinion, is, Mourinho has some issues with Spanish players for some reason <laughs> because it's not just Mata. Um, Cesar Ezepiliqueta was also a very good right back right. Uh, when he played last season. Uh, he's a young, he's a young right back. Torres. He's giving it up and down. Also, auto chance Uh And as you all know, Real Madrid. He had a very big uh, falling out with the likes of uh, Casillas, Sergio Ramos. Uh, So so I think, I don't know, is it a Portuguese-Spanish thing, you know, like (laughs) our other subcontinent India-Pakistan factor? So (laughs) it's hard to say what's wrong, what's the issue because Mata was definitely, I agree, he was the best player last season. And, you know, it's sad because obviously I'm one of our fantasy teammates, I had Mata. (laughs) <laughs> and I was shocked <clears throat> uh first two games he utilizes and you know this guy cre- uh, costs a lot of money on our premier team eh? <laughs> so, <laughs> but but I don't know what's the issue I don't know if it's a personal thing or uh, Mordinor style it he doesn't fit into um mm-hmm. It's
2: very, it's a, it's weird. a season, I under Mourinho, Chelsea, the players have become very stationary. especially Eden Hazard They are supposed to move around inside the box. But they need to a fixed position, they
3: need to move around the field and create the chances. I think that's pretty much Mourinho's style, right? I mean, um, if you see in Inter Milan and if it's past teams, he always has like players assigned to specific positions and he makes them attached to those positions doesn't matter what tactics he's playing attacking or defensive uh players you don't really like move around in Mourinho's games right or even Sorry. though it might seem that they should be moving around that's just his philosophy uh, i don't know if that's that's right or wrong i mean he's proven it previously he won cups with it but we'll see what happens this season
0: so everybody noticed whenever mata came on after in the second half starport chelsea changed they basically designed their comeback <laughs> and even last nine minutes uh even after the tortoise Red card, which the first yellow was pretty stupid, some would say, because she, one act of a Vartongan and mere she, yellow card to accumulate kullo.
3: For me, that was the best moment of the game, just <laughs> saying.
0: So, and then Tottenham tried to create pressure, but then they couldn't. So, my question is, what do you think? Tottenham got all these creative players, supposedly creative players, Chadli, Ericsson, Lamela, and then Soldado. Where are
4: these guys? I look at Tottenham Are the thing that strikes me is what Tottenham does over a season. Now they've shortened it to do that over a game. First Jose, domination. But last moment They're going to end up Fifth <laughs> Eighth, you know if you divide up The five segments First four segments They're pretty awesome Last moment It doesn't even matter If it's Defoe Or Soldado Or who the winger is Final mm-hmm. ball It really doesn't matter What your money. They don't get the service Or they don't create enough It was something That should have Consistently happened This isn't a Chelsea game This is like This season Last three or four games It's been the Epidemic reason as to why they're still they're, they've gotten points but no free-flowing football at all so right. I think it, it's sort of like I don't know maybe it's it's not an A V P thing it, it's more of a Tottenham thing coming back to the game though the Torres red card I know yeah. everybody's feeling sorry for him because the second yellow was obviously not a second yellow mm-hmm. but the first yellow could easily have been a red. And nobody, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things where red, you're like, you can't do that. You, you can almost see your commentator will say, in the modern game, you can't really do that. And that's why he's going to write You can copy paste that sentence and it would have been said. It and it's red pretty
3: red. much just a good old khamji.
4: It's just <laughs> <Yeah>. there. Torres <laughs> being the bitch, he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so,
4: I just Kamchi.
0: I think Tottenhamer act a very positive light in this game definitely Hugo Lloris's performance Shurla was an amazing act chance chilo. he went through, put a one-on-one with the keeper and Hugo Lloris as usual his he just comes out man, edge, to the edge of the penalty box and saves it so what do you think, Tottenham goalkeeper, where does he rank in the goalkeepers of the Premier League? Diad Uh definitely in the top three no doubt Um Lloris was a very good keeper even when he was in Lyon uh,
1: and, and um when he when he joined Hotspurs, I think that was a very good purchase made by Hotspurs, getting someone like Hugo Lloris. Um, uh, he's he's definitely he's a French uh, national keeper as well. So um, and he's young, so he's he's uh, in by by a, by a goalkeeper standard, he's a young keeper. Uh, he's got lots of years ahead of him, and uh, for playing for Tottenham, he gets to play uh, against the likes of uh, Chelsea, Man United, Man City, uh, Arsenal, Liverpool. Uh, top teams with top players. So, in time, uh, as long as he's in the Premier League, over time, he's going to be very good. And um, definitely
0: uh, one of the top goalkeepers for the future. Okay. Uh, So, just before we wrap this match up, uh, one last question for Navid Bhai. Uh, This Mata situation, so what do you think, Mane? How should Mata feel? There have been rumors that Mata is mad, but then press conference, he has indicated that he's made his peace with Mourinho's decision. So should he should he look for football elsewhere in january নাকি nah, he should stick with Mourinho's game plan and see where he ends up
2: exactly i mean i mean he should, he should look forward to some other team because it, this is a world cup season this is a make or break season for any player our Spain team is players, a season our spain's team so, to mashallah joto gula player ache mane bhalo bhalo midfielder chance pacche na tader team if so ekhon a chance hole he has to play more so I think he should, he should try to look elsewhere in January. He, 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 can, he can easily go to Madrid or maybe Barcelona. I think Barcelona was really interested in him. Uh, Samare, it didn't really happen because Mourinho doesn't, doesn't like Barcelona. But Barcelona, I think it would have really suited him.
0: Uh, that sounds fair. All right, moving on to the next match was Man City at Aston Villa in the Villa Park. This was another one of the big surprises of this weekend. Aston Villa beat Man City 3-2. And even though Man City led twice in the game last day, Aston Villa fought back. And it was actually a really good victory. So 3-2 defeat for Man City at this stage of the Premier League. What does that mean for Man City, Mirabe?
4: Well, it means... I mean, menu supporters, I'm very happy first of all but <laughs> it's a it's a bit of a relief but this game I have to be if to be honest Man City should have won it's it's one of those really unlucky games where football is a game where if it doesn't go for you you might st- you might be the better team and still lose and this is a perfect example like this game Man City should have wrapped it up easily no problem and they're playing it like it first Aston Villa equalizer blatant offside so that was unlucky as well right but one of one of the things I noticed about Aston Villa is that they're set up in a way that's better for them to play the bigger teams. People who come and attack at them, they're such a counter-attacking team that it's always, I, I don't think this is going to be the first quote-unquote up, upset that Aston Villa is going to go. Arsenal Jose And I could easily see that happening with other big teams as well. They're so well set up for counter-attack. And as, as a bigger team, mentally, you're, you're, you are going to attack because you need the win and they're happy with the draw. So it's going to happen. If if I could make a prediction, this isn't the first Aston Villa upset. But unlucky for Man City. Like this, this game should have been wrapped up before halftime.
0: That's a pretty bold prediction, uh, considering that Benteke is actually out for six weeks.
4: Uh, but they're not gonna play another big team, I don't think so. I don't, I don't have the fixture with me. But they're not gonna play another big team recently, at least. So I'm, I'm saying like throughout the season, this is not gonna be the first Aston Villa big team upset for me.
0: Even though Man City dominated the whole game, I think the shots on target was twenty to eight to City. Possession was sixty-seven to thirty-three percent. Corner was two versus. 13 so eto dominate koreo man city falls to aston villa and aston villa's main player isn't even playing and aston villa they're over with the, their hardest fixtures so where does aston villa go they stand in the premier league right now in ninth position so joto opponents next they're going to be easier games than what they have had so far so, what's your prediction? Where are they going to end up at the end of January?
3: I think looking at their uh, fixtures and uh, their talented coach, even though they don't have Benteke at the moment, I can clearly see them going at least close to the top four. I mean, by close to, I mean seventh or sixth position and stay around there for the rest of the season. And, you know, after six weeks, Benteke is going to be back, and Benteke is such a player that he's not. Uh, it's not about his form or anything. He's just a class player. And for Aston Villa, it can just get better and better. Uh, And it also depends what happens in January. We'll see if they're trying to bring bring, uh, someone in for uh, backup or we'll we'll see what happens. But I I think they're going to do really well and get close to top four.
0: Hopefully Aston Villa fans, whoever's listening, if there are any out there in Bangladesh, <laughs> they'll be very happy to listen to this prediction. Uh, but as usual, even though Man City lost, Ture pretty much controlled the whole game, also scored another one, no surprises there. So what do you say about Ture's form, Navid bhai?
2: Uh, well, Ture is always the killer for me, man. In every game, I want I, to I, I, I once remember, even if on his worst day, even if in anyone else's worst day, Ture is going to dominate the game. As we saw last week as well against United, and this week again, Ture is... Always the difference between the two teams. And uh, honestly, I think, but today's city, if I get back to the scoreline again, they could have at least equalized. Wrap up They missed a lot of chances and I will have to say something. But before that, getting back to the Milner, Milner open chance that I missed the second minute. Ota, Ota, was, Ota should have been scored. Ota should easily have been scored. So, Tarpa, Joe Harter consistency is also a problem. And apart from that, yeah, I mean, City dominated the game, but
0: as long as they don't resolve their defense issues, I think they're going to suffer. Interesting points. So, City, so far, there's... There have been only six games and City, a uh, potential champion, they've already lost two of them, drawn one of them. So, uh, Ziad bhai, do you see them going anywhere near the top two this season or are they just gonna be around, hanging around top four, trying to get into the top four?
1: It's a very good question. Um, last week, when they beat Manchester United uh, 4-1, ki ekta Asha okay, uh, you've got one of the big teams. now. It's just a matter of playing a routine game and uh, keep keeping yourself in the top two. But uh, such a defeat, uh, it kind of hurts your morale. Only because, Especially because, you know, when you go back to the locker room, you have your team talks. And then you know, you still lost out. It kind of hurts your morale. Um, we did speak about Aston Villa not having Benteke. Uh, you also must remember, Manchester City did not have Aguero. Um, right and Aguero, as you know, is has a, is, has a penchant for scoring goals um, and uh, I don't know if he could have been a difference maker, but I certainly believe Otakle at least the, the third goal uh, could have been there, the equaliser could have been there as Mera mentioned, that the first goal by Aston Villa was a clear offside, they were a bit unlucky there, but you know, uh, football is a game of luck uh, and uh, for a skilled team, you have to take your chances and ishop chances, Nile, Tahon Ishop luck really doesn't have an impact um, so Manchester City had their chances they couldn't capitalise on it and it's a fair result uh for them so top two i don't think so um top four ha, top four hanging on barely hanging on uh i think that's going to be the case but you know then again
0: it's really hard to say who's going to be in the top two right so man city i mean it's not like they have been having trouble scoring they are still the highest scorers in the league with 14 goals it's just they need to sort out their defense i think most people will agree with that and hopefully pellegrini has some trick up his sleeves to fix that all right uh so moving on to the next match so our next big match was at old trafford manchester united against west brom surprisingly another manchester club falls to a underdog this time west brom beat manchester united with two amazing goals and man united simply wasn't good enough i know Amader ikhanep Panel, we have three Manchester United fans so I'm pretty sure they will all have a lot of things to say so starting with Mera Bhai just any comments
4: uh, It's first of all bleep 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 uh, <laughs> this, is, this was not in the script shouldn't have happened but I understand in the sense that West Brom is, is a mid table team. So I know the menu was... Out. The old menu would have beaten them 2-1 with referee's help with the 90th minute goal. Something <laughs> like that. But this isn't the old menu. Maybe it's still there. It's going to take some time. So I'm going to go on the positive end and be like, let's not be like every other club and start judge, judging Manchester United based on six or seven games. But on the game itself, yes, it was very poor. It was... The worst of Manu meets the worst of Moises Everton. No <laughs> attacking potency with the early season defense that Manu had. So it's a horrifying combination. And if it lasts for too long, you'd get really worried. But I'm hoping it's not going to last for too long. But uh thing
0: is, you can't blame Moises too much. Because he did listen to the fans. Or at least it seemed like he did listen to the fans. Kagawa played this game along with Chicharito. Who we all know is a prolific goal scorer. So, I mean, Navid Bhair- you're another <laughs> Man United fan tell me what did you think about the squad selection and the formations that United used today I mean obviously the tactical decisions didn't work out but was it at least a step in the right direction or how can uh, how can Moyes improve this
2: but basically Aconar, for, uh, Moise he's been playing 4-4-1-1 if you can see but 4-4-1-1 and I know it's, it's just the beginning of the season and Tumar, Rio Ferdinand didn't have a season in the last season er, United had every game. their defense really improved and thanks to Ferdinand himself, he improved drastically. He was, I think Oto, he, was, he, was in the, uh, he was in the team of the season. Uh, end of the season. Hai. But let uh, Getting back to the formation, tumar, I think United in the best formation would be a 4-2-3-1 with Johnny Evans. Obviously, he's, he has been doing a lot better than Ferdinand. With uh, Nemanja Witt if Rafael gets back to form and if Evra and Evra is still there but I think there is also Fabio I'm I'm not worried about my left backs Tarpor I think 4-2-3-1 Carrick and obviously Fellaini should be there Fellaini can just can just stay there as a deep-lying holding midfielder and Carrick can just get more uh, license to just roam around get his long balls working and Shamne Shamne which is the most to me which is the most crucial uh, decision to for Moyes to take should be Thumar Shamnidao, Kagawa right behind Van Percy And Rooney on the left Not exactly on the left but maybe starting starting to get deep inside the box from the
0: left And uh, Zaha, Wilfred Zaha I don't know where Wilfred Zaha is Where is he exactly? We would be working for Manchester United right now I don't think anybody, even Moyes knows where Zaha is I mean we did spend 17 and a half million uh, pounds on him, I think so it's only natural that the fans would like to see him play once in a while.
2: And actually, jinishalo last kotha Ashley ang ki jadur din khela amra game harbo. So I think <laughs> Ashley ang er podole jodi Adnan he is my personal favorite. Adnan Adnan Janujas <laughs> jodi Janusaj, that's how you pronounce it. Adnan Janusaj ki jodi khela no hoy. Kida apni
3: ki Janusaj ke mata chowbishi pochondo. Apni last time mata kine onak pochoncha korche chilen. So Janusaj
2: capture bishi pochondo. I think mane ami so, to Bishi Boleful Bakon, but I think for me Janu is
0: the next genius tha. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very bold prediction <coughs> very bold indeed <laughs> uh, so so it's very natural je, he will think he's the next genius tha. but even among all this um, Van Persie was injured he did come on later in the game but didn't make much of an impact our in the game was was really really horrible money you just can't not give West right. Brom the credit Fitano or Barahinor Goal-gura jara dekse I mean, they know How amazing they played Amalfitano's solo goal And Barahinor's uh, strike From outside of the penalty box Ziyad Bhai, any comments on those?
1: Hey, I saw the highlights I saw Fitano's goal Definitely, it was a Brilliant individual effort But at the same time uh, The defenders were very Half-hearted in stopping him um, The way he mazed through them As if uh, I don't know I For a moment I thought that uh, they, for, for a moment I thought they might not uh, They thought that Amalfitano might not score He didn't know such and uh Saido uh Barahino, yeah, so he's um he's been actually kind of a talk for Westprom. I think he's the next potential star for them. So there was a lot of hype going through him. Uh, and he did some have some chances before, but then obviously he scored the winning uh, winning goal. Um uh, some interesting fact, this was Westprom's first victory over Man United since 1978. And their first ever victory over Man United since the premiership began. So big, wow. big, big, big uh, moments for West Brom. And also, uh, the game was played at United's. Backyard, they act a factor um, in their victory, which makes it all the more special for West Brom. Uh, so credit goes to them. You would have thought that Rooney just equalized not and Van Persie coming on. You would have thought, that okay, it's going to be a routine victory for them. Gone are the days, right? Either Van Persie would come by and, uh, at a, at a uh, you know crazy left foot shoot uh, shot Marbay, and there was a goal, but you know Fellaini was very well offside, so uh, for which this, the the their equalizer did not count. Credit goes to West Brom, uh, Man United needs to pick up uh, pick up their game if they have to if they want to remain in the top 4 and obviously it's a, it's it's a big ask it's a big ask for anyone It i, I guess even our panel man united fan agree even you guys knew that boots fill it's a big task and yeah, definitely and, and you know you just cannot expect someone to just you know hop in and and continue the form that he had he had been doing for, for uh, you
0: know for, for uh, since since 1992 or 91 yeah. if i'm if i remember correctly <coughs> I mean, I'm sure Ziad is really happy as a Liverpool fan with this weekend's uh, results. Uh, but uh, another controversy is how David Moyes seems to prefer Nani over Kagawa. And it's a decision that baffles a lot of fans of both Man United and just football in general. So, uh I know you're a very passionate uh, follower of this uh, saga right here. Kagawa Moyes <laughs> Relationship and if Kagawa actually has a place in Manchester United. So, what do you think?
3: So, I've been following Nani since 2007 very closely. I mean, I mean, FIFA manager Nani, football manager ke Nani. <laughs> but here's the thing why is Nani even still in Man United? military player, he shouldn't belong to Man United. He should be in a, in a shitty team, honestly. He is not even close to Ronaldo. Ronaldo. On the other hand, I don't know, like Moy should be picking Kagawa more than Nani. Because you know, like Nani is selfish. He makes bad decisions all the time. Kagawa, on the other hand, is a player that can involve other players in a creative movement. Uh, he has the talent, he's smart. Bhalo much better decision maker than Nani. So I don't I don't think Nani should be even in Man United. He should be in a, a mid-table team or in a different league, I would say.
2: Nani, but Saman bolo chilo. Je jokhon onik old old shod old banana oldu speculation chilo. Je action me ekta kothar chilo. He'll go back to Sporting Lisbon. Tophon o bolo chilo. I'm I'm still too good for the Portuguese league. So I think he thinks very highly of himself. I just
0: hope he showed it on the pitch. Tali hoto. So besides Nani, more depressing news for United. Ah, uh, this season, after the first match, they actually haven't scored a single goal from open play. All the goals have come from set piece and that includes Rooney free kicks and uh, Robin Van Persie penalty. So that's definitely just horrible news for United. They need to get their creative uh, mode on and uh, just try to create goals from open play as much as possible. However, Twitter positive light as a United fan myself that I uh, noticed is Adnan Yanuza is actually pretty good. He created yes. some good chances. I know Navid Bhair Toita soon is <laughs> going to go but... <laughs> and also the fact that Rooney is continuing to impress from set pieces I mean hook nobody would say oh this was a this was an attempt on goal but at the end of the day he did score and somehow it's just happening for him this season in the Premier League outside the Premier League everywhere with th- that being said Manchester United they have already lost too many games this season three losses and one draw there's only been six matches so far they sit on the 12th position on the table and seriously if they have any hope of getting into the top four, Moise needs to get his shit together. Um, Moving on to the next big match, uh, Swansea versus Arsenal. So Arsenal visited Swansea at the Liberty Stadium uh, in the late game today and Arsenal continues to uh, impress everybody with their great form and Nabri scored a goal in the 58th minute, Aaron Ramsey in the uh, 62nd minute. And Ben Davis got a late consolation, but ultimately it was Arsenal's game. We have a huge Arsenal fan amongst us, Ittafava, and I'm sure he has something to say about this match.
3: Uh, Yeah, today was the best, like, uh, the clash of the best passing teams in the Premier League. We already know that Swansea is the best passing team right now, Uh, and we expected something like that, like either one of the team dominating each other or, uh, yeah, so that's what exactly happened. Swansea dominated from the very beginning. In fact, in the first half the possession from Swansea was more than 60% and Arsenal was t- performing terribly. However, second half, I don't know what happened. Uh, team talk had to chilo, and, uh, but it's still Swansea dominated with 57% possession. Uh, Arsenal played really, really well with a really good defense backline uh, and a creative play in the midfield. Naby scored, scored his first goal and and Ramsey scored as well. Uh, surprisingly, the first one that Nabri scored, there were at least 22 touches before Nabri actually scored. And the 22 touches by Arsenal, of course. It was probably the best moment in the game for me. Yeah.
0: You know, you're hearing from an Arsenal fan when he keeps track of how many touches they get before they score a goal. <laughs> but definitely a good day for Arsenal fans. So, Mera why don't you tell me something?
4: Ramsey, where the hell was this guy before this season? Well, he was always there. Then he had a broken foot, which obviously hindered his development. Uh, I was reading somewhere that apparently in Wales for a long time they were more looking forward to the the development of Aaron Ramsey than Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale was a surprise Ramsey was expected but obviously the broken foot he has recovered and they were talking about how it isn't the physical recovery it's the mental recovery and you can see that Ramsey physically it's not like he's beefed up or anything like that it's just the movement's better the the passing's definitely better and to be honest I never knew Ramsey could finish I never knew Arsenal could finish like this (laughs) and now they are so that's it it's not a good thing but you have to appreciate that you know Arsenal when they're good they're amazingly good and it it was beautiful football I don't like Arsenal but I like beautiful football so uh, kudos to Arsenal for this
0: that's a very uh, generous compliment from a Manchester United fan so Ziad Bhai Arsenal sitting on top of the table a rare scene we all know fans of the Premier League so how long do you see them staying there I mean uh, only one loss a good amount of goals defense has been a little shaky but at the end of the day they have managed to get all the wins they did. uh what do you think
1: i really think um they're going to be on the top of the table for quite some time um because they've been playing well their passes are connecting beautifully their their plays uh, are are working out pr- uh, perfectly everything their manager their coach every play that they're designing it's working out for them um one purchase one purchase made a big difference and that happened at the deadline of the transfer day uh one man uh, i don't know if it's his 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 presence uh, has boosted his morale, his play is definitely beautiful playing. And and the uh, and the other person, uh, whose name uh, I must mention, Aaron Ramsey, revelation for Arsenal. He's been there for for his team for a long time. He was the uh, sort of like the butt uh, of all jokes for Arsenal previously, <laughs> but now this this young Welsh talent is he's, he's showing his mettle. He's showing how valuable he is for a team like like Arsenal. And obviously, this gives uh, Wenger
0: a, a lot of options in terms of. Uh, their midfield. Elsewhere in London, in uh, England, uh, Fulham was beaten by Cardiff at Craven Cottage at 2 1. Uh, Fulham, I'm pretty sure, will be very disappointed because Cardiff is a newly promoted team and the way they lose the match. It's 90th minute plus extra time with an amazing goal from Jordan Much. Uh, Fulham, Martin Joel, and Go will not be really happy. They just dropped to the relegation zone. Only one win so far, four losses, um, only four goals and four points. So it's a lot of fours. Moving on, Hull beat West Ham at at the KC Stadium. Just a penalty from Robbie Brady. So nothing too much going on over there. Southampton keep uh their good form going and beat uh Crystal Palace 2-0 at St. Mary's Stadium at their home. Osvaldo and Lambert with the goals uh, at the 47th and 49th minute. Uh Navid, I know you really appreciated Ricky Lambert's goal.
2: Amazing, amazing goal chilo to Ricky Lambert. I think A week on a gulab We just mentioned about Wayne Rooney's. There was Ricky Lambert's and then there was also Bakuna. Um yeah, that's how you pronounce him. Uh, Bakuna's free kick against Man City but I guess what south when lambert's free kick it was Crystal uh, Palace if you remember Rooney free kick Crystal Palace it was it was more or less the same mistake the goalkeeper made oh he's always too far to his left and the player goes to the right and it's and it's game over exactly the same position goalkeeper and which is why I guess same position he's been conceding the same free kind of freaking
0: right um so that basically rounds up all the matches that happened today and we can finally move on to an exciting segment which is where we decide who our player of the day was um we're gonna start So Ziad bhai Who was your player? Without a shadow
1: of a doubt Aaron Ramsey One assist One goal um, Really ma- match Winning performance Definitely Unless um, uh, The remaining game Someone does Something spectacular uh, It would be very hard To top off Aaron Ramsey's
0: performance that, uh, That's a very Sound um, decision Right there uh, Navid bhai What would you say?
2: yeah Ture yeah, for me I have He was the reason He was the primary reason Why City Kept on dominating The game scored a goal to uh, quite a good goal from a corner and the way he dominated the game passed the ball all around the field for me it's yeah, uh, What about you Itta uh,
3: So for me I mean I can say Ramsey but I'm not going to uh, just to be unconventional but to be honest actually for me it has to be Matthew Flamini I mean Swansea at the position chilo, they were constantly attacking again and again but someone was always there to break up their play and that was Matthew Flamini for me he was going to the defending back line he was supporting them he was going forward supporting the attackers in the mid midfielders and I think so like in the past few games including today's game he has consistently performed at his highest level uh, breaking uh, build-up plays and making sure that uh,
0: the midfielders and attackers uh, get the ball forward interesting choice Uh, Mirabai where would you go with this
4: I I, I would say you'd have to choose between uh, Ramsey and Yaya Toure they were like really impressive Uh, but sort of like a different mention if I could if I had to name one person like not a player the person I'd really go with is Steve Clark for West Brom not everybody has the courage to go and attack Manchester United at Old Trafford. And it's one of the reasons why Man United is so successful. So kudos to a manager for having the guts to go for it. Not everybody do. And I think like he's not a player, so you can't be player of the day. But if I had to choose man of the day, I'd go with Steve Clark.
0: So there you go. Our first episode and we already have a weird decision from one of us. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, my own opinion, which matters a lot. Uh, I'm going to have to say as much as this hurt, fitano. his goal. Oh my God so amazing. And from that point, West Brom's game against Manchester United just changed completely. After that, the momentum shifted totally towards West Brom, even though United hit back almost immediately. But that momentum never shifted and West Brom just continued to dominate. And honestly, Manchester United should be a little embarrassed about how they played today. Um, So that rounds up our players of the day. Now to the depressing shit, which is the flops of the day. Aziad Bhai started off. Well,
1: my flop of the day is uh, Chelsea's Fernando Torres. Um, you've been given a chance to Start, uh, you fail to capitalize that on that. Um, then you end up scratching people and whatnot. Um, so, and um, I, I really don't see, I, I think time is running out for Fernando Torres. Uh, I was reading this article today on ESPNFC.com. I connect a line, I just put the chai, it is so amazingly written. It talks about Torres. So, this is what it says At Liverpool, Torres looked like a 12 year old girl who had just been bought a pony. Shortly after joining Chelsea, he looked like a 13 year old girl who had just been told that her pony has a broken leg and that no Fernando you can't put a pony on crutches. Almost three years at Chelsea, he looks like a woman whose heart was once broken by the sound of a vets shotgun, but who shaved her head and found solace in the armed forces even if she did, quote, see things, unquote, while she was out
0: in the Middle East. That pretty much sums up Torres's career. My flop of the day, definitely Fernando Torres. Alright, because that's a surprising decision because some would say Torres was actually playing uh, pretty decent until he was he did made that stupid decision and just uh, got himself sent off. So Navid Bhai, who's your flop of the day?
2: I think it's very obvious the reason
0: one of the primary
2: reasons united has been struggling this season and and embarrassed themselves today again. Rio yeah. Ferdinand, the way he is playing, I mean, he's 34. He should. Um, he's he's no Ryan Giggs either. He doesn't have the fitness of Ryan Giggs. Um, and I think, man, looking, yes, he had a very good past season. Uh, but Akhon a season with uh, his current fitness issues and his current training regime, I think or aro kom game khela It's better to have Johnny Evans either. But jehu, I think it's Rio Ferdinand for me. He has been a big disappointment for the past. 2-3 games in the league at
0: least kind of an obvious choice uh, there I'm pretty sure it will resonate with a lot of people uh, moving on Irta what's your decision uh,
3: for me it has to be Torres because I mean he played to be honest like he played really well in the beginning and I thought he's going to score goals today unfortunately he didn't I mean you're given an opportunity you don't screw it up like this you don't get a yellow card I mean for, for he's, be, he's just being stupid continue it you're given a chance
0: capitalize it
3: and I just think he just ruined his own future there okay. uh and that's why i think he's the
0: think yeah it. flop Taurus, of the day Torres should be a little worried uh i think he you really should uh utilize his uh chances better uh moving on bhai, who's your
4: flop of the day the whole west Hemp. it's like if you still think 1970s english football worked it really doesn't it's horrifying <laughs> it, it is absolutely horrifying <laughs> team play the whole game. I know it was Hull, and you still lost one nil. But it, it it could have been anybody. It could have been Dhaka FC, and it it could have still been one 0 because they were so horrifying. So it's definitely the whole West Ham team for me.
0: Wow, another <laughs> very interesting choice from Mirab. For player of the day, he picks a man. For flop of the day, he picks a team. All right, uh, my flop of the day. I'm going to agree with Navid and say it's Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand, boy, you're a What he's concentrating on, I see the newspapers, she, he's busy in making the footies. She, he says it's going to be the Oscars of Premier League. Who cares? And manai, You can't even perform on the pitch. I just <laughs> let Phil Jones smalling, even smalling is better. And I think smalling is really, really bad. So definitely Ferdinand flop of the day. He cost us that match. Okay, so that wraps up our players and flops of the day. So now we are going to move on to tomorrow's match predictions. Uh, tomorrow, Stoke City plays at home against Norwich City at the RLE game. And later on, Sunderland takes on Liverpool at home. Uh, that's going to be a pretty good game, I think, uh, especially because of the fact that Sunderland just got their manager fired. Uh so let's start with the predictions. Ziadbay, what's your prediction for the matches tomorrow?
1: Well, for Stoke City and Norwich City, I see Stoke winning 3-0. And the difference would be, uh, between the two teams, going to be Begovic. Uh, once again, this goalkeeper is in top form. Uh, for Sunderland, Liverpool, um, being a Liverpool fan, I, I, would, uh, you know, I would want Liverpool to win. And I am predicting a Liverpool win. But I think it's going to be another one of their uh, 1-0 win. Uh, you know, what I'm predicting is the first half goal. And then, the, and then in the second half, they'll just build a wall again. Their keeper, uh, a goal, goal post, and then you know, try to uh, hold the game off. Uh, Sunderland is going to tough up a new manager, but then again, you know, if you remember, Di Matteo came in and did wonders for Chelsea, so things might just turn on for Sunderland. But hey, these are my match predictions for uh, tomorrow's game. Okay, uh, Navid Bhai, what do you think?
2: I mean, I'm um, Norwich Norwich, but I just have a feeling Stoke is going to win 2 1. And on Sunderland, they don't really have a manager. And when the manager sacks uh, the next game, term, Team Moralo. Uh, team morale is low and not only manager he doesn't even have any clue just he doesn't get to know the players that well and I think in this game it's high time for Suarez and uh, Sturridge to get back on form together they had been wonderful for the
0: la- last half of the past season 3-0 to Liverpool okay um what are your predictions
3: I mean I know for the Stoke City and Norwich City game Norwich is lying on the 17th position Position on the table, but I remember from last season and the season before, they play really good football, and especially against these kind of teams like Stoke. For me, it has to be 2 0 to Norwich. Against Stoke. Okay. Um, and in the Sunderland Liverpool game, Sunderland is having a really, really bad run. Uh, Liverpool, I think they're playing really good football, attacking football. I can see Sturge scoring a lot of goals. I'm going for 3 0 for Liverpool.
0: And Mehrabhai, what are your predictions? Anything weird? Uh, uh,
4: slightly weird, I suppose. But uh, for the Stoke and Norwich game, I totally see two teams that they're going to cancel each other out. So I'm going for a boring 0 0 draw, a really, really boring 0 0 draw. For the Sunderland and Liverpool one, I was about to go for a 1-1, but I'm going to choose Liverpool to Sunderland 1 be- just because John O'Shea is being so bad this season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> John O'Shea, of course, an ex-Manchester United player, uh, got a red card earlier in the season. Uh, my predictions, my personal predictions are Norwich is going to beat Stoke 2-1. Even though Norwich isn't doing good this season, I actually believe in Chris Hewden and I think Norwich is a pretty good team. They just need to fix some of their tactics and they should be fine. Uh, as for the later match. I see Liverpool beating 2-0. Definitely Sunderland has no chance. When Sunderland, they didn't have a chance with Paulo Di Canio. And after this, the new manager, I don't think Sunderland is a mentally strong enough team to uh, fix their tactics soon enough. So definitely 2-0 to Liverpool. All right, so that wraps up all our match predictions and this first episode of Red Card Podcast. You fans or listeners, even if you're not a fan, uh, like that could happen. If you're listening to this, do know that we will be bringing in people who listen to our podcast onto our shows, so they can talk to us. We'll be be bringing in different kind of fans from all over the Premier League, so we're not gonna make any form of bias. Uh, So Stoke fan, Hull City fan, everybody's welcome. Just share the page, like the content. If you like what we do, tell your friends, uh, tell them to become fans of the page, share different contents with us. Uh, That's it. Uh, Have a good one. Until next time.